wish we were having Christmas in July. No winter anymore. Warm breezes by the shore. Long days beneath the summery sky. Ho, 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 everybody, and welcome to Bamfcast Extra, episode 39. Merry July, everyone. Right, happy Merry Summer to all of you. It's Christmas in July. It is. It's 110 fucking degrees outside, so... Unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, but our listeners probably aren't. (laughs) You never know. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're in the Northern Hemisphere, sweating our balls off, and we thought, hey, what better way to cool down than to watch... Fake snow movies on TV. Boy, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? It's a thing we decided to do. So uh, we're doing Christmas movies all month long. Mm -hmm. And we started in the best place possible. Yeah. With Ben Affleck. (laughs) Damn right. Twice. Ben Affleck, a double feature of Affleck. We've got uh, 2000's Reindeer Games Mm -hmm. and 2004's Surviving Christmas. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, for reasons, we're going to start with Surviving Christmas, which is more of a Christmas movie than Reindeer Games, even though Reindeer Games is pretty damn close to a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. uh, if you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. so I do. Yeah. All right. So, Surviving Christmas. This is a film uh-huh. that came out in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> this is a film about giving worms to ex-girlfriends. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, first of all, another thing that ties both these movies together is they both came out at really stupid times. Mm-hmm. So, Surviving Christmas came out the next to last week of October, which was instantly gone like three weeks later, therefore got no Christmas audience whatsoever. Yeah. Like, R- really uh, dumb. Yeah. Like a week before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Hey, kids, <laughs> do you want to be spooked out? <laughs> Let's go see a Christmas movie. <laughs> Look, people... <laughs> Christmas is getting out of control. I know we're not helping, <laughs> but this shit is now starting before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. That's all I got to say. You release this movie the first week of December. It runs all the way through to the end of the year. You're golden. Mm-hmm. Instead, this movie lasted two weeks and made $12. Right. But there's several reasons why it lasted two weeks and made $12. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with it. Um, and if you read through the trivia section for this, you'll find out that they just started shooting without a script, which... I could probably tell you it's a bad idea. Yeah. They were just locked into, oh, my God, we have to make a movie. Where's the script? They haven't finished it yet. Uh, Who cares? Let's just go. And it feels like that a lot of times. But Surviving Christmas is about Ben Affleck. Well, it does say a complete script. I mean, that's not completely uncommon to. (sighs) Yeah, but with like a movie like this. Yeah. Like it just. (sighs) I don't know. I, no, no, I agree. It's still, a, it's generally a bad idea, but I mean, it's not unprecedented to well, and not it, have a complete script. After reading that, it made me realize, oh, that's why the movie is like this, is because there were just scenes where the actors were just doing whatever, and it seemed out of character, and then later they get called out on it, and it's just... So anyway, mm-hmm. this movie, okay, when it started, I thought we were going to be... In good shape. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let, let me before we get too much into the plot, let me give you yep. a little bit, a little bit of what I think is some backstory. Go on. Um, so there are four people that have writing credits on this movie. Mm-hmm. Two of which are Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elephant, who mm-hmm. wrote uh, "Can't Hardly Wait," wrote and directed "Can't Hardly Wait," and Josie and the Pussycats, and other things. But those are like the two things that they were like in complete creative control on mm-hmm. two things that I love very dearly. And I've said that I love very dearly <laughs> many times. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like they maybe mapped out a story and then two other yahoos were brought in and basically homogenized this movie mm-hmm. because two other yahoos. Yeah, because like <laughs> here's the thing is in they wrote the, Yogi Bear, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um sorry, two other boo-boos came in <laughs> and um, uh like there are, there are things in the opening credit sequence that I was like, we're going to be all right here. These yep. are the kind of jokes that would be in their movies. Yep. And it's kind of like when you watch Ant-Man and there's nothing wrong with Ant-Man, but it's like when you can watch and you're like, oh, that was definitely going to be an Edgar Wright thing right there. Mm-hmm. And they just kept it and it feels a little out of place. Yep. You know, so I just got that kind of impression with this because in the opening sequence, it's so it's the most wonderful time of the year is playing and it's just this montage of characters who really aren't in the movie doing Christmas and mm-hmm. getting more and more annoyed by what it is they're trying to do. Uh, Tom Kenny is here for some reason trying to wrap a present and is not doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so the music is swelling and people are getting more and more despondent. And the best part of this is how it kind of comes to an end where you've you've been watching this kindly old lady ostensibly baking Christmas cookies or whatever, and she goes to turn on the oven. She, she makes gingerbread man cookies, yes. but they all have There's little frowny, frowny faces. Face. Yeah, frowny faces. <laughs> yes. And then uh, gets down on her knees and just sticks her head in the oven. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was at this point where I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> this movie is on my wavelength. This is fine. And then we meet Ben Affleck. Who's basically continuing this theme by pitching pre-bottled, pre-spiked eggnog, fat-free eggnog yes. to some, uh, I guess, some eggnog Yeah, he's, a, he's an advertising wizard. Yeah. And he is just, hey, Christmas sucks, so why not get drunk? Yeah. And they're all just like, yes, bravo. It's fantastic. fat-free and 10% alcohol by content. Yeah. So he... By volume. Yeah. So he's this weird, quirky millionaire guy who has an ad agency, and that's basically all the backstory we get for him for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's got a girlfriend... He's got a girlfriend and a ridiculously large apartment, house, whatever, in Chicago. Yeah. Which, where it's like that classic, I have this huge place, but it, there's no reason for it because there's just a whole bunch of empty space. Yeah, it's just in the center of the room, there's a rug and a couch on it. And the rest of it is just echoing and nothingness. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know, he sits his girlfriend down and is like... Uh, I this I'm going to give you this present. This is going. This is for both of us. This is going to solidify our relationship going take forward. It in, take it to the next level. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, and opens it up and it's tickets to Fiji. And she's like, son of a bitch. Yeah, Fiji for Christmas. Like <laughs> Christmas is about family. I want to meet your family. And he's yeah, like, I want you to meet mine. But Fiji, come on, Fiji, let's First go class. to. Fiji. <laughs> yeah, she's having none of it, and that basically ends their relationship. She mm-hmm. storms out. I don't know what happens to him, but he loses it. He like goes into work and he's got an assistant he's just like get her a bracelet a fancy yeah. bracelet and you know a, a nice note you write it because you know you know how to write that kind of stuff <laughs> right and we don't really see it in the movie but apparently he did some soul searching or something and decided like i'm gonna go see a therapist but i've never seen a therapist so i'm gonna go it's see her therapist i guess yeah <laughs> that's but who it is they never really he just said an ex-girl or like a girlfriend's yeah. therapist or something like that and um basically just tracks down Stephen Root in the airport and accosts him and is like, hey, I'm, you know, whatever the fuck his name is, Drew, Drew Latham. And he's like, who? Yeah. And and he's like, yeah, uh, you're the doctor of one of my ex-girlfriends. And he's like, oh, that Drew. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. he's like, what? Uh, you know, like, uh, I can't talk about it legally. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, hey, I just I need some advice. And he's basically like corralling kids 
<laughs> like again, there's like still some of the humor is still working in this because like he's corralling kids and like the little girl has a stuffed whatever mm-hmm. and doesn't want to give it up to put it on the X-ray machine, and <laughs> like ends up just grabbing it from her, throwing it on their X-ray machine, and the joke pans out that like the little girl is crawling through the <laughs> luggage compartment X-ray thing with it on the screen, <laughs> but like it's it's all dumb jokes that are actually still kind of working. Yeah, but basically this guy is like. Uh, I don't know. I heard he kind of offhandedly goes. I heard this on the radio once. Why did you go? <laughs> yeah. Why did you go to a place that was very important to you in your childhood? Mm-hmm. Um, write down all your grievances and then burn them and say you you forgive them or yeah. whatever like that, and it'll it'll set your spirit free. And, and he's Netflix like on board with oh, this one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now problems that you were talking about, like the script doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. He goes driving out into you know the suburbs or wherever like small town outside of Chicago and takes a cab and just pulls up to this house. And he's like, this is it. This is the house I, I grew up in. Yep. I'm going to skip ahead. The movie. This is not the house he grew up in. Nope. Like, yep. The, he's the fucking, movie's broken. He's fucking lying to yeah. himself from day one and therefore lying to the audience. And that doesn't work in a movie. No, because why would you be watching? Why would he be doing this? Why would you go there? There's a whole bunch of whys at this point. Yeah. Why would he be there? Why would he be doing this? Why is he so adamant about it? Right. Why? It's just. Yeah. It, it completely completely breaks the movie because like yeah. I'm skipping ahead in the movie, but there's a point where he's like, yeah, my dad left on Christmas when I was like four years old and my mom just worked 24 hours in a diner. No way she was affording this house. No, no you know, chance. Yeah. Anything like that. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like all of this is bullshit. Like, is this the house that his friend he was talking about grew up in? I don't know. Never explained. Never explained, but he just finds this house. He's like, this This is is it. (laughs) And he's just outside, like hugging the trees. And (laughs) wait a second. Okay. Fuck. I just thought about how broken this movie is. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck. Okay. Ah, shit. Yeah. Because his name is written on the tree. It is. Yeah. Shouldn't be. The fuck. Wait (laughs) a second. Ah. I I know. I just Inception broke this movie. I know. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. He's out because I thought about that. And I was like, he's outside and he's hugging the trees and everything. And we see inside it's James Gandolfini mm-hmm. and Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. are sitting around and, and they're like, hey, weird. Or they're yelling at their son to come down and join him for dinner. Because <laughs> he's he's busy upstairs masturbating. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. He's enjoying computer. pornography on his computer. Uh, but, and their dinner conversation is basically like. We shouldn't have moved the computer up there. Now he's going to spend all of his days up there. And Catherine O'Hara is like, yeah, he'll be finding a job. <laughs> he's like, Candlefini's like, if he gets paid for that, boy, I don't know. I would have retired at 17. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is a pretty, again, still, there's some good jokes yeah. speckled throughout yes. this movie. Yeah. But. And Gandolfini, he's in Tony Soprano mode, but he's mm-hmm. got a big bushy beard. He's got a big bushy beard. <laughs> yes. So, but he's doing that voice. He's not doing James Gandolfini voice, which was very... It was always odd to hear him talk and be not Tony Soprano, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so he's basically a watered-down Tony Soprano. In this. Right, but like they catch him, they're like, what was this guy outside and what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Hugging our trees yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> and so he begins writing his list and is like sitting there burning it, and James Gandolfini goes outside <laughs> with a snow shovel and just cracks him over the head. As you do. Yeah. As you and should. Then, <laughs> and then kind of comically you know, pats out the list that's on fire next yeah. to him. Yeah. And they drag him inside, and they're like, oh, God, we killed him. And he wakes up, and he's like, hey, I got a, I got a proposal for you. I was going to be alone on Christmas, and I'll pay you $250,000 if you could be my family. Because this was my house growing up. And yeah. he's just running around. And they're like, they're kind of like, would you like like a tour? And he's like, yes. And they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. 
So he's just going around like this is this is squeaky stare. This square squeaked. Yeah. This stare squeaked. Um, yeah. But yeah, like all of this is he basically is like here's quarter of a million dollars if you can pretend to be my family until midnight on Christmas. And yeah, I mean he's kind of there for the longest time without revealing this premise and they're just mm-hmm. getting increasingly annoyed with him and then he just basically pitches them the money and then suddenly there's a lawyer there mm-hmm. to put this all into writing right but uh yeah so he's gonna live in the house and pre- pretend they're his family it it goes back and forth in ways that never make any sense right but yeah he starts calling them mom and dad and all of that and- he, he comes across as this demented man child at times but then st- at moments seems fairly lucid, which another character calls him out on later. Like maybe you have a severe mental disorder and it's never addressed. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the premise of the movie Yeah, and they're just getting into random hijinks that you do when you're like you would when you're pretending you have a fake family at Christmas, you know, that, that old chestnut. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> that improv exercise. Right. Yeah, it's a bunch of annoying James Gandolfini. And and it it gets, you know, it's it keeps ramping up because eventually he's like, well, why do the grandfather? And so here's this community theater actor guy named and I'm going to call him Duda. 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 (laughs) And um, and yeah, and then eventually Christine Applegate comes home and is the you know sister who's moved out mm-hmm. and he answers the door they're like who are you who are you and, and she's like mom dad what the hell's going on and they're just like yeah he's ready to go out for christmas and they're like you're she's basically like you're fucking crazy i'm not going along with this Th- those two are instantly at each other's throats mm-hmm. for reasons i don't understand i mean like if they have ever seen a movie like we've ever seen a movie mm-hmm. you know they're going to end up together at the end why don't they realize this well sure yes <laughs> but you know, also I, movies. I gotta say, like one of my favorite. Th- there are some. There are some. There's some gags in this movie that work. Mm-hmm. There's one right away. It's like the first morning after he has stayed there, and he's like, "I'm gonna slide down the banister," mm-hmm. and goes to do it, and the banister just instantly just crumbles, and he goes falling off to the side of the stairs, <laughs> which is funny in and of itself. But then Gandolfini comes in later and is just duct taping it back together mm-hmm. angrily. Both those images are, are really good. So yeah. there's some bits in here. And the Affleck in this movie is like the Kevin Smith kind of Affleck, where he's just giddy the whole time and grinning like an idiot and never taking anything seriously. Yeah, giddy and like kind of like a pretentious asshole yeah but also like the actor himself can't settle down for half a second Mm -hmm. and not you know smirk all the time like early bruce willis used to right and you come to realize later that it's just it's an actor trying to do anything possible to make a scene work because there's really probably not anything on a page anywhere it's just ben affleck really trying to make something out of nothing and it happens a lot where he's just desperately clinging to something or doing something or mm-hmm. overreacting to someone's reaction to him. Right. Um, some of it works and some of it just seems like, come on, guys, just settle down. Right. <laughs> so. Um, but. Like, <laughs> I mean, there, there are there are several gags throughout all of this that work. And mm-hmm. one of them is, you know, everyone's just kind of like settling into like, I guess we're doing this dumb shit <laughs> kind of thing. And. Well, he keeps yeah. throwing bonus money at them. Well, sort of, yeah, because like, you know, like they'll just like start getting stale, like, all right, great. I guess we're doing this. We're going to, quote unquote, survive Christmas. Yeah. And then he'll just be like, oh, this is boring now. Let's go tobogganing, <laughs> you know, and like. And so 
he carts Christina Applegate and the and the brother out. Well, this is after like there was another gag where he's like out <laughs> pelting the brother with snowflakes <laughs> or snowballs. Yes, and then James Gandolfini basically comes out. And he's like, "Yeah, throw one at me." It's <laughs> like, no, I don't really no, want. He's like, right. no, no, come on, throw one at me. And then he it's just, just he just kind of limply throws one at him, and he's like, "My turn." <laughs> yeah, and then it just cuts to like they're walking back in. He's got a big welt on the side of his face, and he's like, "I thought we said no ice balls." And he goes, oh, did we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. The, the, along the way, like the whole lead up to the tobogganing thing mm-hmm. was they go to whatever's like Suicide Hill or whatever, and it's just this little like yeah that, <laughs> half foot drop yeah. where they go, woo, that was nothing, and then he's like, hold on, and then just helicopters them off to some <laughs> death cliff mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah along the way there are just but the, little moments. That's sort of like that's kind of the turning point between him and Christine Applegate is like. She's just like, just doing the, this is stupid, you're stupid, I can't believe any of this is happening. And then, like, basically he's trying to, like, you know, McFly them down the hill, like, you're your chicken, you don't want to go down there because yeah. you're chicken. And they're like, yeah, you keep saying that a lot, but I think it's you that doesn't want to go down there. And she's like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. And they sl- slid down and eventually fall off and almost make out, but they get sick instantly yeah. because that's, right. that's how it works in movies you get sick instantly when you're out in the cold and then you get better like after after well, one night on the couch one person who hasn't shown any symptoms sneezes on another person and then instantly they're both just we have the plague mm-hmm. so let's go to a cabin somewhere and die but yes and that's when they bond basically mm-hmm. but that's when christina Hag- or jesus <laughs> christina, christina Applegate, yeah. uh says to him like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. and he just completely ignores it he's just like yeah well whatever i have money so mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of at this point, it becomes a three's company episode because it's, well, first of all, there's been hints that James Gandolfini and Catherine O'Hara are going to split up. Not hints. He straight up is like, yeah, Yeah. you know, this, this, I need you to go because we were already on the rocks and this is not helping and we were probably going to break up after the holidays. Yeah. And Affleck is like, let me, Catherine O'Hara, let me send you, have a makeover. I know all the best people. Mm -hmm. And he sends her to Udo Kier. Mm-hmm. For a photo shoot, which ends up going in a direction I have no idea why it goes in that direction or how or and it's never really addressed either. Like no one ever. No. That's the thing is like these ideas come up and then there's never any kind of like why? Why did you do this? Why did this happen? That never is directly addressed. But yeah, she goes like for what you know. He's just like you know you're actually you know because mm-hmm. she. I mean to be honest, like she in the first part of this movie, it's just like she is frumpy as fuck. she is frumpy and like I got out of the shower, didn't touch a hair dryer <laughs> yeah. or towel or anything, so my hair is just this frizzled, yeah. frazzled mess. They are basically two people who have given up, right? And so he's just like, you know, you could be really pretty. Like, here, go see these people. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then basically he's like, hey, James Gandolfini, isn't there, like, take some of this money that I'm going to be giving you and get something that you've always wanted. And he basically goes and rebuys, like, the Boss 302 Mustang or whatever <laughs> yeah. shit he had when he was a kid, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, you know, all that, you know, so they're, like, trying to, like, re-spark their... Yeah, there's a hint of Affleck, like, coming to his senses at points and trying to act like a human being. But it's interspersed with him just being a madman. Right. <laughs> it, but I don't know. Affleck seems wrong for this role, basically. It's like he's supposed to waver back and forth between this just unbearable asshole and the savior of this family. And mm-hmm. neither one really comes off as genuine. It's strange, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like who. I don't know if he would have been just a little bit too old, but I'm, I'm picturing someone more like like a Greg Kinnear. Like yeah. someone that could be like calm, but also like, is he crazy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
This was then. This would have been a good era for yeah. for Kinnear. I mean, I'm just saying, like somebody like that, like mm-hmm. you know, just someone that could play it a little more subdued. And like, is he crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but like, so the ex girlfriend gets the bracelet and then is goes instantly back into I'm current girlfriend now, and find it gets in touch with Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. it's just basically like, oh, your your secretary said you're staying with your family. That's great. I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm we're gonna we're all here me and my family are here we're gonna stay with your family it's gonna be great yeah and this is when it just turns into just absurdly overwritten threes company bullshit of have to keep moving person outdoor because this person is here now and hide this but it kind of goes in weird directions that some of them work where so, like, the grandfather actor guy couldn't make it, so his understudy has shown up from the community theater who's not, doesn't even make sense. It's just this black guy shows up, and no one understands what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And he is just hitting on Catherine O'Hara the entire time, yep. which everyone is weirded out about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the girlfriend shows up, and Chris, uh, Applegate finds out, and is just, you know... That turn, flips her switch back to angry. Mm-hmm. There was a thing so where because they made it out in the kitchen, and yeah, then like yeah. Which then Affleck just shouts out at some point, like, "If you're so mad at me, why did you suck my face in the kitchen?" And everyone's like, "What?" A true <laughs> sister, sort of, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those movies where it's just peaks and valleys of conflict. Everything's fine, conflict, and then it's just like, all right, everything's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just we'll resolve everything. Yeah, I mean, because, like, she, you know, Christina Applegate gets angry, and Ben Affleck's basically like, what, I don't even like this other girl, and basically kind of tells her to go away, mm-hmm. and, well, and the family storms out, too, because, all you know, everything that's happened, because the, well, um, the, the, the nefarious photo shoot that <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, like, like, all right, so there is a point where I don't know why, but other grandpa, understudy grandpa goes up there, and it's just like, no, actually, it was real grandpa. Yeah, it was real grandpa. This was earlier. Oh, God, that, that makes it even more fucked up because, like, <laughs> <laughs> actual, like, the, the, the original fake grandpa goes up there and is like, hey, what you doing up here, Billy? Oh, it's, you got there? What you got there on the computer? It's like, oh, back in my day, we had to go give the questionable girl 25 cents so she'd show us her good behind the bar. And he's like, you would just go click and click right here. And he's like, oh, what about that one there? Middle aged hotties or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's always just has this screen of, like, giant banner ads of whatever your interest is and he's they're going through them and he's like middle-aged hotties yes click that so they sit there and for whatever reason 2004 internet is just like as you remember 1996 internet to be where it just takes forever for an image to load mm-hmm. and they're just like oh this is gonna be good and then it's just Catherine O'Hara in one of her photo shoots and they're just like oh dear god <laughs> well this grandpa's like hey can you print that out for me <laughs> but then what's fucked up about this is that means that Brian the kid is like Sitting there for a large period, a long, long time. period of time, just staring at this picture, unable to move, because <laughs> that guy goes away. Fake grandpa comes in, and then he's still sitting up there staring at this. <laughs> when every other people walk in, they're like, oh, "What the hell? Why? Are you, why are you looking at that?" And eventually comes out and drops his CRT monitor down the stairs and be like, "Some things you can't unsee." Yeah. I do like that one of the people comes. It's like, oh, that's the V for Victory pose. <laughs> Haven't seen that in years. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things. Out. Yeah, things. <laughs> things fall apart in the Three's Company dinner, and then like everyone kind of goes about their own way. At some point, Ben Affleck basically revealed what I said earlier: is that yeah, you know, his dad left and his mom worked all the time on Christmas, and so 
he just had to go spend Christmas night uh, at the diner eating like a full stack of pancakes, and he, mm-hmm. that's why he can't go in a coffee shop anymore or diner. Um, sure. Uh, and then I guess he doesn't. Oh, and and mom died after while he was in college, so he basically has no family. Yeah. Thus, like we said, invalidating. Maybe he grew up in that house, but I don't think There's no so. Way. There's no way. I mean, I can't afford that house. <laughs> I mean, but like, I right, here, like, I I will explain it away like this. Okay. In movies, you know, like like the Friends, there's no way they can afford their two fucking apartments. Sure. And James Gandolfini, I believe, is supposed to be a tow truck driver because there's always a tow truck sitting in there. Yes. So it almost seems like maybe they can't afford that house. And and also the kid like describes it like, oh, was it a shithole when you were a kid too? And it's like that's a nice house. Yeah, that's that a house, really yeah house is fine. See, I aside from that tree. He never does anything in the house to ever indicate that he grew up there. He doesn't point to anything. He doesn't like, I used to hide stuff here. He, does, Nothing. Well, he does go in the ba- bedroom and say, this used to be my bedroom. He, not like anything specific. It, it, yeah, but I could do that. Right. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> and maybe it really was supposed to be his house. It, maybe. It, it, I, it's, know, it's broken. It, 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 it's, it's, it's broken because like, you know, a single mom waitress who's yeah. working double shifts on, on Christmas probably shouldn't no. be affording that house. Because when but. he revealed the true story, I was like, wait a minute. So this isn't even his house. Th- this movie is broken. Th- yeah. And then, yeah, you talking about the tree thing really just breaks it twice. Yeah. I, I don't know. Unless, like I said, because maybe they're not supposed to be that well off and they're in that house anyway, too. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Houses. Who I mean, they jump in money, you know, but <laughs> yeah. who? Well, then again, who wouldn't? I mean, a quarter of a million dollars. I do several things for that. <laughs> yeah. Y- yes. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's funny though that they never give the family like this dire financial thing where no, no. it's just they're presented with money and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, give us the money. Well, I, I like money. <laughs> yeah, we should hang out. Mm-hmm. You should hang out in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I I don't know, but yes, it all works out. And mm, yeah, <laughs> it does. They end in a diner. Yeah, Ben Affleck went back into a diner with mm-hmm. his new family. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know that this is a movie you cannot really pay attention to the details to. You just hear for the jokes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are fine. There are long stretches where there aren't any, or it's just loud whimsy that is supposed to be humorous that isn't. But I, I guess we're just going to move on to to rating this. Sure. Um, I, I would give it a jocks. Just it was on the surface very entertaining. In, in terms, well, not very entertaining. It was entertaining enough. It was. There were jokes here that I would go, you know what, maybe two, three years down the line, I would watch that again because I remember there were enough jokes where I laughed out loud a few times. It's I've seen a hell of a lot worse in terms of like Christmas movies with big stars in them. This is not a good one of those, but I think there's and Gandolfini getting irritated and mad and threatening violence against Ben Affleck is always good. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to give Batman v Tony Soprano uh, one one bag. Aww. I'm just gonna be. I'm just on the side of like, nah. You can do better. <laughs> you, they totally can. Maybe have it all written down before you start. <laughs> yeah, I just there are little things, but it not enough to warrant watching the whole movie. I mean, if you're coming here for the story, it's gonna let you down because it's not confident in what it wants to be. But if you just want some some jokes some of which might be funny, some sight gags that might be funny. There are a few of those. Sure. Nothing like nothing to me worth an, an entire watch of the movie, though. Okay. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. Well, 
that averages out to a zero, so therefore, <laughs> it is literally a nothing movie. So, hmm. But uh, let's talk about our next movie. Okay. Uh, one that also had some production problems. 2000's Reindeer Games, which debuted in February of 2000, right when everyone is just so in the mood for Christmas. Totally. <laughs> uh, so Reindeer Games is a John Frankenheimer joint. And it's directed by John Frankenheimer. Mm-hmm. It's written by Aaron Kruger. Yep. Who, man, yep. Does, doesn't have a great track record. No. Um, but it was Dimension Films in the late 90s to early 2000s, which it didn't matter what your track record was. <laughs> you're getting a movie made. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm looking through the shit that he wrote, and about 90% of it makes me angry. <laughs> no, I just, I just mean, like, there were movies like... Give me the best of the bunch. So like, what, well, the best of the bunch. Like, I like I like Ring and Ring Two. Okay. Okay. Um, but like, if you're talking about like, if you're saying best as far as like the worst things that he wrote, like yeah. the things that make me angry. Uh-huh. Um, Brothers Grimm makes me fucking angry. All right. Um, all all the Transformers shit makes me angry. He didn't write the first one, but he wrote all the others, which is where they started being extra shitty. Yep. Oh, and he wrote that Ghost in the Shell thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I I don't know. Yeah. It, it's weird because like I actually kind of like Ten Man, the t- TV movie thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quirky, um, but Scream Three, that shit like that. These these things make me angry. Understandable. Yeah, Arlington Road is pretty good. Okay, so Road. I'm just saying, like he's he's not got a great batting average no, here, but, but he works. He does work. He man, he, man he has a lot of stories within him. <laughs> sure, one of which is Reindeer Games. Which right, we should get back to talking about. Okay, uh, uh, Reindeer Games. So I. <laughs> I just want to point out that Reindeer Games is the motherfucking follow-up to Ronin yeah. from John Frankenheimer. Yeah. So, yeah. I fucking love Ronin, and let's talk about Reindeer Games. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. That let's. Let's talk about Reindeer Games. <clears throat> so, uh, we watched the director's cut of Reindeer Games, which is about 20 minutes longer. Okay. And has a lot of differences in it. So, I will say that I saw this in the theater when it came out. Didn't much care for it. Okay. This is a different film. Oh, all right. This There's there's enough difference here for me to go, huh, that doesn't seem like anything like I watched back in the year 2000. Okay. So I'll say that. Um, Reindeer Games is the tale. I didn't, did not realize we were watching a uh, alternate version. Yeah. It was, I think that's really the only version that's available now. Ah, they, okay. Like they released the theatrical, theatrical cut, which was cut against his wishes, which then tanked. And then he was like, see, let mm. me release my version. And that is will be the version going forward. Okay. So Ben Affleck is in jail. Mm-hmm. He's a car thief. I guess he's been there two to five years for i think five years 11 months and like 23 days okay yeah because it's like two days yeah or yeah he's he's got two days left because like he has a bit of a dialogue where it's kind of like yeah i got i i boosted a car and i got the full five years while murders and rapists are getting off early early Mm -hmm. behavior for you know in three yeah you know he's like he barely narrates this movie. Like he will, he will pop up in the narration three or four times at most, and it's kind of takes you off guard each time it happens. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of starts with his narration mm-hmm. explaining why he's in jail. But he's got two days left. Uh, he, his cellmate, uh, this guy named Nick Cassidy, is he's also getting out. Like they're both getting out at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird because like he. 
He's basically talking about him being his best friend, and I assume they went in at the same time for something. That's what I initially assumed, but no, no they became best friends because they're in the same cell. Because, like, I, at first I was like, wait, they wouldn't put two guys up for the same thing in the same cell. That's how you get conspiracies to do more shit once you get out. But, yeah, they became friends because they had to live together. Right. So, And that's James Frayne, who he's in Gotham and a bunch of others. I mean, you recognize him. Yeah. He was in 24. He was in 24. Yeah. Jack Bauer let him die mm-hmm. <laughs> and tortured him with a lamp. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so, man, the first, like, 10 to 12 minutes of this movie is nothing but them shouting two days to retirement over and over. I mean, it's not retirement, but it's just it just seems like every time there's a hint, a wink of trouble, it's just, no, no, come away from there. <laughs> two days till, till we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Don't pay any attention to that because there's a dude who's shown up who... Uh, is just glaring at Ben Affleck, and he's like, oh, shit, that's the guy who thinks I ratted him out for a thing or something. That's mm-hmm. about as much <laughs> we get for that. And then there's a, a food fight in the cafeteria, which is started by Truck Turner. <laughs> yeah, Isaac Hayes, like, all right, so they've got this really disgusting jello, mm-hmm. which is full of roaches, apparently. Yeah. Um, and like, guess like, what? The, like, the like, prisoners don't care for that. Like, really full, like, everyone's pulling out a full-size cockroach yeah. out of it. And I guess they thought this would be okay. I suppose, but yeah, <laughs> Isaac Hayes basically just—he looks down and he goes, "There's monsters in the Jello," <laughs> and then they're like, "Excuse me," it's just like it's just a roach, and he's like, "There's monsters in the Jello." <laughs> he just starts getting louder and louder, and then and everyone in the cafeteria is just like, "Monsters!" <laughs> There's monsters in the Jello. Yeah, and then yeah, it starts a food fight slash prison riot mm-hmm. because food fight I think sounds fun, and eventually. There's blood and people being, th- th- you know, crushing guards' faces into <laughs> windows and things. Yeah, it does not. It's not fun. <laughs> but but the guy who's been glaring at Ben Affleck is like, here now's my chance. Runs over with a shank, and the um, other dude kind of jumps in the way. Nick jumps in the way and gets shanked, and that guy's like, I guess my work here is done. Bye. Yeah. Well, he kind of gets tackled by guards. Oh, yeah, too, the guards so. <laughs> finally stop him from stabbing. And, yeah, it looks like Nick basically dies in Ben Affleck's arms. Mm-hmm. And, and then some... Guards are further assholes by like, yeah, real sorry that your friend died. Ha! I don't know what that point of that was. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Although, yeah, now I do. Now yeah, I do. Yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. But anyway, so like, you know, he's all distraught. And Nick has been writing to... I. I this must be a thing. I, I don't understand. Like, It is a thing. It's really fucking stupid, but it's a thing. It really is a thing. Like, yeah. And for like, in real life, it's a thing, not just like a, a yeah. thing, but like... There are ladies, apparently, that write to convicts in jail, mm-hmm. like pen pals, and never having met them, just be like, hey, I wonder if you're cool, <laughs> which, here's the spoiler, no. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, high chance of uncoolness, just yeah. going to throw that out there, Yeah. So in case you're listening, you're like, man, I like that bad boy type. No, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. I'm going to tell you that's going to end poorly for you. Yeah, that's a pro tip for you, mm, yeah. ladies out there. That's a free one. Um, or, or guys, <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, don't don't write to the oranges of black new black crew or whatever. Um, bad idea. Anywho, uh, yeah. So uh, Charlize Theron has been writing to this to Nick, which you know, like, of course she has <laughs> on the you know the prison pal ex the current con pen pal program. That's kind of like hitting the fucking lottery, but you know, yeah, it's um, pretty good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she's been writing, you know, uh, letters and sending, you know, provocative pictures and lots of them. 
to I mean like Nick has a, a post just an entire corkboard in yeah, he's his got a collage yeah, yeah of her yeah and he is just kind of like man Ben Affleck you should you should really get on board this pen pal thing and he's like nah I'm just gonna get out and go to a bar and Nick is just like yeah well I'm gonna bang this girl she's gonna be hot right and but obviously she is we can see what she looks like right yeah. here and so it's just a bunch of that back and forth but you know Nick is dead mm-hmm. so. Ben Affleck gets released and mm-hmm. sees her amongst the people who are out there waiting for prisoners and is just like, oh, and then gets on the prison bus to leave. And then, yeah, because she has no idea what Nick is supposed to look like because no. I'm guessing, well, a, they don't have a camera and B I'm guessing they probably wouldn't allow for them to send pictures. But no. also I'm thinking C, you could probably Google what a convict looks like. I'm just thinking like, if they got arrested yeah, in 2000, it was probably kind of still. I'm thinking you could go pe- down to the prison and go pull down a- to the prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, you won't find him there. Um, uh, but no, I'm thinking you could go down to the prison and probably pull a mugshot or go Maybe. and be like, I seriously think about meeting this person in, in, in person. It was a, it was an instant, more instant time. It, it was right. we. There was no like. I better look this person up on the internet. That that mentality had not started yet. Okay. So anywho, but anyway, but, you just have to go along with sure, all of yes, this because do. ultimately none of it is even going to nope. matter. So Ben Affleck is like, nope, can't do it. Bye. Gets on the bus and then is like, mm, I don't know. Charlie's there and so you know, yellow and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, he gets off the bus. He's like, hey, I'm Nick, and they're like, hey, Doctor mm-hmm. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they have awkward meal and uh-huh. real awkward until yeah. eventually he's like, she's like, he's like, I, I just, I thought you were too good for me, and that's why I got on the bus, and I just wanted better for you. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's bone. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they bone. Yeah, they 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 bone they bone pretty hard. Yeah. yeah, they fuck up that hotel room pretty pretty good. Yeah, and I just want to say it was more innocent time, but you know what? Angry fucking in hotel rooms was at an all time high. It was pretty high. Yeah. There was a lot of it. Um, it. It really was like you know, fuck the TV, fuck the tables. <laughs> I mean, not literally fuck the table. You know, sort of, of like Jason with doors. Just you yes. know, fuck that door. Yeah. <laughs> Everything and, uh, gets shockmed in yeah, that room. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, I I have a feeling that movies are lying to me about shitty hotels. Are you? Yeah. I, I probably have not been in a shitty hotel since vacation time when I was with my family and we would go to the beach and just end up in shitty, like, beachside hotels and stuff like that. But, like, every television show and movie that I have seen in the last, like, two years always makes these shitty hotels look quaint and kind of cool and thematically weird and, mm-hmm. like, they might be all right. And I have a feeling they're all just disgusting hellholes in reality. Well... <laughs> Because uh, William Castle never really had his way, we don't have smell-o-vision. Ah, and I'm thinking, okay. were you to smell said hotel, it would be a lot less quaint. Okay, that might do it. <laughs> Damn you, William Castle. Yeah. Well, no, 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 he tried. He gave it yeah, a college try. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm saying, okay. it's Hollywood. It's the system. <laughs> Damn you, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you you would not have this uh, rose-colored look at, at shitty hotel rooms yeah. where they're for smell-o-vision and also bugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. But they, they, after they bone all day and all night, uh, they go shopping. Mm-hmm. She says, like, I work here, so I get 50% discount. Don't worry about it. And just lots of shopping. Christmas time. Get a tree. All these things. Mm-hmm. Buy groceries. And she's like, we're just going to stay in this hotel room till New Year's. And 
Won't that be great? And then she says something like, as they're putting the groceries in the car, she's like, hey, why don't we go to that casino you used to work at? Maybe do some gambling. And he's like, no. First of all, no. Second of all, remember who I am. No, I probably shouldn't go back there. But also, no. Which right away, in your brain, you should just be going, wait, hold up. Like, all right, fine. I can buy that this totally hot lady wants to bone criminals. But now, all of a sudden, she's getting super pushy about going to where I used to work. But Affleck she, she is, doesn't get too pushy because I mean it's just kind of like yeah, hey, I wanted to go there and he's like I I don't think they're going to want to see me and I I don't really want to see them yeah you know but they go back to the hotel and and she's like I'm gonna go pay the pay up for the rest of the week and he goes in and is just fucking accosted by shadow figures mm-hmm. and it's our team of bad guys basically which is fucking led by Gary Sinise this is the most chameleon like I think I've ever seen Gary Sinise in a movie. It it's like angry Lieutenant Dan version <laughs> from Forrest Gump, like long hair, just just gross ass dude. Look, I I uh, you know by looking over your shoulder, I know you're not a huge fan of this movie, but like this entire time, I very much had a Steve Buscemi and, oh, air, yeah. and, oh, air, totally. and Airheads vibe from yes, him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, because there was one point where he said something like he was just trying to sound cooler or younger than he was, and mm-hmm. like it was a cross between Airhead Steve Buscemi and the like, hey, fellow teenagers, <laughs> How do you do fellow kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's so good. I I'd kind of because there's really no opening credits for this. No, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing Gary Sinise's name. So, okay. like, when he showed up, I was like, oh, right, Gary Sinise is the bad guy in this. Sweet. Yeah. But, like, his whole crew is... Oh, his whole crew is is Donald Logue, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, fuck, Danny Trejo, yep. and Clarence Williams III. Yes. Uh, Donald Logue, by the way, who replaced uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was apparently released so he could go do Fast and the Furious, and Donald Logue came in okay. and took over that character. I... I'm good with this. Sure. I am, no, I, I'm thinking about like, not only from for long-term implications, uh-huh. I'm thinking, I, I think I like him more in yeah. this role too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a crew of just a, a bunch of dudes you like, mm-hmm. and they're just... I totally didn't realize that was Clarence Williams III for like half the movie, and then he was doing something where he, I think he lit a cigarette, and like he, because it's like most of the movie, he's like, got his head covered like he, it's he like he's got a skull cap on yeah he's got the like a skull cap, cap on and like there was just some way he like looked up and like i saw his eyes i was like oh shit yeah i was like it just took seeing his eyes just right i was like oh fuck i totally know i, I was like <laughs> this is weird like you just got two guys i can actually name and who's oh i totally can name the other guy uh-huh because <laughs> i mean yeah, i don't know he just he looked he's older and yeah yeah didn't see his eyes very well but yeah because he's, he's kind of got the crazy eyes yeah they're there to beat the hell out of Ben Affleck, who mm-hmm. they think is Nick Cassidy. Charlize Theron comes into the room. They pin her against the door. And then she starts screaming at Gary Sinise like, hey, what? this wasn't part of the, what's happening. Um, she is revealed to be Gary Sinise's sister, mm-hmm. to which Ben Affleck is just like, Christ. Earlier, he had flushed his driver's license down the toilet, which, one, I don't think would work for a laminated card. But two... If this movie is going to teach you anything along the way, first of all, don't go to prison. Mm-hmm. Second of all, when you get out, don't take another person's girlfriend. Third, if you do, don't flush your driver's license down the toilet. <laughs> well, I feel like those those are escalating in terms of like 
Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying there are branching paths that <laughs> that could happen along the way here. Just if you do find yourself getting out of prison after a long period of time and then take up with your dead roommate's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Don't flush your driver's license down the toilet. This is very important on the weirdest choose your own adventure <laughs> book of all time. <laughs> anyway, yes. long, long story short, they believe he's Nick Cassidy. And because Nick Cassidy used to be a security guard in this casino, they would like him to help them rob the casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, I we drew this. And it's kind of like the... <laughs> It's kind of like the, the floor plan version of the leprechaun. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. Wait, he's he, and rightfully so. He's like, did an adult draw, draw this? <laughs> yes. Well, so there's a lot of him going back and forth, just screaming that he's not Nick Cassidy. And every time he does that, they're like, okay, well, fine, we're just going to murder you. And always there's something at the last minute that he either says, all right, I'm kidding, or Charlize their own speaks up or something. Something or other happens to where. That they put a stop to that. It mm-hmm. happens two or three times. Yeah. But then, yeah, he's like, okay, fine. I'm Nick Cassidy. Let's do this. And they present him with that map, and he's just like, no, this is. Well, obviously, I mean, if this is right, then it's then it's wrong. They've remodeled. Yeah. This, he's like, this is not the Tomahawk, and they're like, yeah, we we've been to your casino. We know. And he's like, well, they've remodeled. This is this isn't over yeah. here. This if this, is, if a- this is the buffet, that was the office, and yeah. I don't even, I don't know where anything is anymore. Yeah. So. It, basically, this is like, okay, well, we've got to go case out the casino and figure out exactly what's what now. Mm-hmm. Put you in a disguise and send you in there. Put you, <laughs> which, in, a, put you in Owen's jumpsuit, send you up to practice. <laughs> so they cut to him in this ridiculous cowboy outfit to where he's like... It's it's not just a Christmas... It's like a Christmas <laughs> cowboy outfit because he's... he's it's, he's got bowels of holly and stuff on. It's, it's fucking weird. And a really fake goatee... And he's just like, so you're sending me into an India, Indian casino dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> and they're just like, it was either that or a ballerina. Um, and throughout this movie, like, uh, uh, Clarence Williams III is presenting him with something and, and keeps saying, look what Santa's dwarves have given you. What do you say to Santa's dwarves? And every time Ben Affleck is just kind of escalating a little bit like, it's elves, idiots. <laughs> it's this weird joke that kind of doesn't pay off but it keeps happening mm-hmm. uh so yeah they send him into this uh casino which is being run by dennis farina who is this ex vegas guy who for whatever reason cannot go back to las vegas <laughs> for whatever reason well he's your typical like <laughs> shitty vegas guy yeah. like he wasn't good there no. and so he fell down to yeah. managing this shitty casino. Yeah. But, but like, it's like talking a big game. Yes. And so like he's having a meeting with like these the the Native Americans who are running the place wondering why they're not getting a bigger return. And he is I mean he is just like ah we got Coke and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. What hey. other place can say that? <laughs> Which pays off with a really dumb joke later. <laughs> really where Ben Affleck orders a rum and coke at the bar and they're like rum and coke or rum and Pepsi? <laughs> he's just like what? <laughs> what the fuck do I care? <laughs> so stupid. But he's also like pitched, pitching like some lounge act that's coming. It's like three German sisters, Russian sisters they that are going to juggle sing. anything. Yeah. It's just like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's just this shitty ex Vegas bullshit guy uh, running the place. And that's this interesting bit of flavor that comes back later. Um, so, yeah. So they're, they're casing this casino and... It's it's just Affleck 
bullshitting his way throughout this, uh, bullshitting his way through everything. Like he will mm-hmm. just look at a guard and be like, ah, oh, that's Fred. Mm-hmm. He's a, he works here, <laughs> which he actually says that's Fred. He works here <laughs> as he walks by in his guard uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so they're casing the place and like uh, the guys are in there keeping an eye on them. And then suddenly Ben Affleck sees Ashton Kutcher <laughs> walk through the casino. He does. With the same kind of dumb facial hair that he has. Except I think his was natural at the time. Sure. You know, I'm just saying, like, that was his dumb, like, <laughs> round year 2000 look. <laughs> Maybe. But he accosts him in a bathroom and changes clothes with him. And I think he, like, presents him with, like, I'll, I'll give you the rest of my money if you Maybe. switch clothes with me. And... and- Affleck goes tearing out of there. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Ashton Kutcher just walks out of the casino like, okay, I'm done here. To which, like, they're all like, oh, hell no. And go driving off after him to figure out what's going there. Affleck is just running across a, <laughs> a frozen tundra at this point. He's mm-hmm. like, I got to get out of here. This is a pretty good, like, foot chase kind of thing through. Yeah. Like, I mean, we should probably point out, like, this whole movie takes place, like, just outside of, like, uh, Detroit. It's all in, like, Michigan, shitty, yeah. shitty parts of Michigan. Yes. And so, yeah, just for flavor as far as, like, level of income and places and climate. Yeah, it's all shitty yeah. and there's snow everywhere. That right. was one of Dennis Farina's biggest things. He was right. like, you got to do something about this fucking snow. That's why no one's coming to the casino is because it's snowing all yeah. the time and no one wants to come. <laughs> so that's his mentality of why the casino is not making any money. Um, they get to a point where it's a it's a chase across a frozen lake and Gary Sinise just starts shooting at the at the lake mm-hmm. into which Charlize Theron goes through and somehow ends up 15 feet away from where the hole was. That's what happens. I yeah. Yes, apparently. Can't get out. Affleck has to go in there. Affleck has uh, gotten Gary Sinise's shotgun mm-hmm. and basically shotguns his way out of this frozen lake. But by that time, they've all caught up to him. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, this dude in a fishing hut has wandered over like, is there a problem here? And, man, this this is probably my favorite bit of Affleck acting because he is, he's is he been dragged out of this frozen lake and he is just shivering and freezing to death, but desperately trying to warn this guy to get away. And he is just squeaky voiced and high pitched and just like, get out of here, guys, just run, just go. <laughs> and the guy's like. Yeah, okay, I should leave. And then Gary Sneeze hunts that down, the guy mm-hmm. down and murders him. But yeah. um, well, murders him, shoots him through the door and then shoots the ice and just pushes just him, him into the... Yeah, you know, lets just him. Lets, him dr- lets him die. They hole up in a, another shitty hotel. Uh, I thought it was the same. No, yeah, you're right. That one first one was like a motor lodge. This yeah, is like a, this is closer like a, to the casino. Like an actual hotel because yeah. they have a, a game room with pinball. Man, they have a fucking sweet game room. It's all right. They have Street Fighter pinball. They have... If you stayed at any hotel that had a gamer with pinball machines right. in it, you would be like, this hotel is sweet. I have before, but not. it's been some time. Okay, fine. But the, the Street Fighter, I think that was Starship Troopers sort of like covered up to not say Starship Troopers. Yeah. It, <laughs> Tarships. <laughs> Roopers. Yeah. And then there were two, like there were two or three in, the, in another room, like yeah. and they had darts and foosball and jukebox. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, where at one point it was <laughs> these little kids come running in while they're all powwowing and because this has become like their meeting place. This is where mm-hmm. they do all their their criminal planning. And these two kids run in, just sweet pinball. And Clarence Williams III's like, "You get out of here right now!" <laughs> no, <laughs> we're we're skipping over so much. There's yeah. a, there, this movie is, is compact. I it, mean, it, there's it there's is. a lot. There's a lot of Affleck 
trying to get out of it and trying to explain to someone, anybody, that he's not this person. But mm-hmm. it always just keeps coming around to him going, okay, fine, I am this person. Right. But, I mean, he's, he's pissed at Charlize Theron, who is still trying to be like, hey, come on, you and me. I'm scared of my brother. I have to do what he says. And the whole backstory on that was... They're a, he he runs this trucking company, mm-hmm. and they used to run guns, and that was all they ever did, and then they just decided one day they want to rob a casino, and when Affleck hears that, he's like, wait, they've never robbed anything before? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. What are they doing? But... Yeah, okay, so there, there's one point where they, when they go in there, they don't stay with Affleck the whole time. They just chain, no, chain they, him, they to, chain the him bed. to the bed. and then go do their business. Um, but he manages to get out of it at one point in time well he has been tortured with darts like that's right so yeah. after they've dragged him out of the lake he's still in his freezing clothes and everything and so gary sinise challenges him to a dart off basically which mm-hmm. is basically whoever gets closest to the bullseye gets whatever they want and sinise throws the dart and it just hits the wall like oops well i suck and affleck goes to throw the dart is just like he can't even basically just drops it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like oh well all right um and then sinise just he's he's he puts him sets him up against a wall and is throwing darts at his head and then he's just like like missing him on purpose yeah Yeah. but Affleck kind of calls him out on it and he's just like oh you think I was trying to miss and then just throws just one by one throws a handful of darts into Ben Affleck which Affleck sells like this is just the worst torture ever um I'm thinking it probably wouldn't feel great yes but eventually Affleck smuggles a dart back to his room he mm-hmm. has it with him because he's able to unscrew the the bed and get his chains off he has spied across out of his room a truck that has like a, a hell yeah guns are sweet bumper sticker on it and he's like obviously there's gonna be guns in that truck because duh mm-hmm. <laughs> so he escapes and breaks into the truck and no guns, <laughs> no guns. but there is like a, a switchblade knife in right. there which, which he, he takes swipes, that yeah. so he's upgraded a little bit mm-hmm. now why he didn't just hot just, you know, hot wire that truck and take the fuck off. I don't know. Or there were several points in this time in this movie where I'm like, there was one point where he like, it's actually right after this, like when he tries to get away, doesn't find a gun. And then he's like, I got to get back to my room and make it look like I never left. Yeah. He is like running up the stairs and like rounds the corner and like slaps the wall, like, you know, like bounces off of it. Yeah. And there's a fire alarm right below where his hand hits. And I'm like, fucking pull that thing. Yeah. Like, create chaos yeah you know something yeah get someone's attention i I guess he is still of the mindset because the other thing is like when when he was out and about like trying to go to the gun truck and stuff (laughs) is he goes and he catches gary sinise and charlie's theron in like the pool yeah and they're not brother and sister no no she's very nude and Mm -hmm. he's very into that yeah <laughs> so well i mean they, they weren't they're just they're pretending that's a whole other story right. and you know yes um not so saying they're like just doing that thing this is now the second plot twist of this movie mm-hmm. where it's like first it's like she didn't have anything to do with it but then it was like oh she knew something about it and then it's like oh they're not brother and sister at all and affleck at this point is just like well fuck this mm-hmm. i he kind of has to but from that point like is it the the not completely just being like fuck it I'm out thing he's probably still gonna try to rescue still kind yeah still kind of cares about her but now at this point he has you know like at this point it's just like light this place on fire yeah. do whatever it takes to get yeah. the fuck out of there yeah and so his plan basically boils down to you need to add me to your crew for this robbery like don't just leave me out of it I need to be a participant in this so he like 
draws like this fake map of the security of the, of the place and it's just like you need six guys you've only got five so it's got to be me and okay then so <laughs> their plan is just all dress like santa and rob this place mm-hmm. and that's what they're gonna do which, and that's which we should probably mention that it kind of sunset boulevards at the beginning yes. because like there's dead santas and various weird positions mm-hmm. so you kind of get to this movie and or this part part in the movie and you're like oh well i kind of see yeah. where this, how this is going to go we're down getting we're getting to the okay here's how all the santas died right. <laughs> so but um yeah so they they're basically like okay let's 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 do this it, it's christmas eve the casino is dead like uh dennis Farina is just sending home security people like there's no reason for anyone to be here let's let's just get out of here mm-hmm. um so the santas come in and they just start gambling and they're they're basically acting like they're all department store santas and that they all know each other and this is just what happens on christmas eve is they all get together and gamble and so i guess affleck's job is to cause a distraction because he just he just starts laying into this old man who's playing cards next to him who he's just like you're taking all my cards and just flings this casino table over which security guys come running and uh oh okay so at one point affleck has uh he's demanded a weapon he's like i can't do this without right. a, without a weapon and they're like okay fine and then there's this whole tease with a squirt gun so his weapon is this really authentic looking squirt gun mm-hmm. and donald Logue Log at one point like a fucking idiot is just like here have a bottle of booze it's christmas drink up and when he's not looking affleck just pours all the booze into this squirt gun so yeah it <laughs> he very clearly like I'm just gonna point it out there because like I I have I don't look at the goose section on IMDb no but the guy hands him rum okay he, he says something like you know ho ho rum or something like that <laughs> like or your know, rum humbug or I don't know whatever ba rum bug I don't know I don't know he says something stupid rum bum bum yeah yes maybe I think that's it but he says something like here's some rum yeah I'm just throwing that out there for later that mm-hmm. no no not gonna happen Mm-mm. okay. I feel like that came up in an Amityville movie where alcohol sets someone on fire. Oh, okay, yes. There is, somebody gets lit on fire via the squirt gun. And unless it's Picardi 151. Yeah. No. Okay. Not not rum. Okay. But yeah, so basically the heist has started. Everybody's running around crazy. Affleck is, I don't know, he's trying to not do anything really. He's sort of trying to stay out of the way, and but also trying to look like he's participating. He's trying to figure out a way out of this. And Sinise has gone up and is trying to break into the uh, Dennis Freina's office mm-hmm. because he's been told there's a powwow safe, which at first you thought Affleck just totally made that up because when he was going over the, the map, he was he just sounded like he pulled that shit out of thin air. And then like, which, bo- which has been explained that like the guy's been skimming off of the, the tribe yeah. and, and, you know, not giving all the money up and he's slowly but surely collected like possibly millions of dollars in this secret safe. Right. So, at one point, they are just up there beating the fuck out of Dennis Farina, like, to where he is just, like, a character in Casino, where he's just a bloody mess, Mm -hmm. and is just over and over just mumbling, I can't go back to Vegas, and Sinise just fucking loses it on him, just screaming at him that, you know, I don't give a fuck about Vegas, where's the safe? And Farina's in no position to explain. Um, And also down below, they're trying to get into the count room which Affleck has told them that there are no guns in the count room. Well, they go to go into the count room and are immediately blasted by guns from the people who have been in the count room waiting for them to try to get into the count room. So like um, 
Donald Logue and Danny Trejo are just mm-hmm. blasted. They're gone. Yeah. Where this leads basically is that they 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 eventually like get they they find out that there is in fact a powwow safe. Yeah, Affleck is like it's behind the liquor cabinet, which again just seemed like he was pulling it out of his ass. Sort of, it still didn't. Kind seem of like-, like they never explain. They do kind of explain why he would know this, but it never in a way where you're like, oh, okay. It just it seems like again he's pulling it out of his ass. So they make Farina open this powwow safe. And it's it's also like Affleck knows what's inside the safe because he's just like pow wow, and then like Farina turns around fucking Scarface style mm-hmm. <laughs> with machine guns and just man he goes fucking nuts at this point trying to murder these guys, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Like he goes out a window and bounces off some machines and down onto the floor, and it's really good. Like I was not this was not something I was expecting. Like right. <laughs> But yeah, so there's there's a there's a showdown with uh, Affleck and Clarence Williams the third, and Clarence Williams gets the the drop on him, and he's like, "Haha, I'm gonna light a cigarette to celebrate." And that's when Affleck sh- shoots him with the rum gun, and man, he goes up. <laughs> that man is lit on fire, mm-hmm. and goes out a window and lands on a car. Yeah, and that's how he ended up in that position. Yeah, like it went it faced through the windshield, kind of dead. Yeah, at one point, like, Charlize Theron and someone else have driven a car through the casino to, like, because two outside security guards have come in, and mm-hmm. they drive in and fucking just wreck those guys. But yeah, they just, they, they eventually, after murdering a bunch of people, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Sinise, who eventually puts Dennis Farina down. Which, there's a shitload of money in this shitty casino. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, like, a whole lot. Yeah. And, like, I was kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so eventually it's just Gary Sinise, Charlize Theron, and Ben Affleck. They mm-hmm. get out. And, you know, it, it's basically like, okay, it, we, we are the plan now, we're going to we're gonna push this car over the cliff, light it on fire. They will think all the money burned up. We'll put you in it, Ben Affleck. And that's the end of this. Yeah, because five Santas went in. They need five dead Santas who didn't make it. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's basically like this cliff that's like at the end of a dead man's curve kind of thing where fuck, you're going to die if you mm-hmm. go too fast. And yeah, they grab a small handful of money to throw around and it's light on fire and they're going to throw him in the car. Yeah. And so Affleck at this point is yelling at Charlize Theron. Who's, he's just basically like, you know, Nick loved you. Like, what do you... What, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Um, she shoots Gary Sinise. Does she? Yeah, she she kills Gary Sinise. Like, she, he's, go, he's got her back to... He's got... His back to her. She shoots him, goes over, and then shoots him in the head. And then it's just her and, and Ben Affleck. And she's got a gun on him. And then that's when... You hear the whistling. Yeah. And that's when Nick from jail shows up. And you're like, what? <laughs> totally not dead. So here's plot twist number three in this movie. And th- they basically... Man, this just becomes exposition town where it's just like, okay, here's what happened. Yeah. I, we paid this guy not to blood, actually stab yeah. me, but blood, just blood capsules yeah. paid off the guards to spread the rumor that I died. Yeah. So that's why that one guard at the beginning was like, fuck you. Your friend's dead. Ha ha. Yeah. Sort of. But yeah. So and Affleck is just like, this doesn't make any sense. Like a million things could have gone wrong. And, and and Nick is just like, yeah, it was a long shot, but we had to do something. Yeah. And also the girl <laughs> that I got put in jail for you know, manslaughter for defending her honor. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Like she was always not, my not girlfriend. Ashley at all. Yeah, you know, like, this was all a giant scam. Like, right. 
and he was just like what if i what if i hadn't got off the bus like what on earth and he's just like well we would have done it without you it's like okay <laughs> it seems like they have gone to ridiculous lengths to make things happen to which they would just would have been like yeah whatever if it didn't work out um, I, I mean to be honest with you i don't know why they needed ben affleck at all it seemed like they just could have conned <laughs> the truck drivers into robbing the casino yeah. he had the actual knowledge yeah he could have just gotten out like done this whole thing and been yes. like there's no need for ben affleck whatsoever yeah it's it's real dumb but I also kind of don't care either. I know. I'm just, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> no, that, that, I, like the Ben Affleck's involvement is yes. really just a fuck you to your cellmate when like, I thought you guys were friends. And mm-hmm. also he adds nothing to the equation. No. Unless for some reason it was like, this is a five person job. Well, I could get some random guy who might like a little money that I'm probably going to shoot anyway. Yeah. But I'll involve my cellmate instead. Yeah, it's it's really convoluted for what seems like little reward for mm-hmm. their plan. But so anyway, they they've tied Affleck to this car. Well, and- uh, yeah. So uh, actual Nick is standing in the front part of the the trailer of the truck. Yeah. Um, Affleck is in this car. He you know use you know pr- basically uh, taxi drivers that switchblade out of his arm somehow and cuts himself free. And he's like starts hot wiring the car because they can't see what he's doing and because that's what he's known and for that's what he does <laughs> and so basically there he says some line like don't ever put a car thief in a car yep. or something like that and backs into nick and like crushes him up against the back of the of the truck essentially nick gets it about as good as nick should have gotten it. Mm-hmm. like for what nick did like what he revealed to have done yeah that's a pretty good out for nick like yeah fuck you um yeah, so he then throws it into drive, and Charlize well, Theron... She's at, like, the, the front of the truck, basically yeah. just shooting, and, and he does the, like, hit her slash dive out of the car, mm-hmm. and it flies over the cliff and explodes. She's on the hood, goes over the cliff, big fireball, mm-hmm. and then he's not done. He's, he's He goes back to the trailer, and Nick is just, like, you know, crushed in half, but is basically like, hey, come on, man, it was always about you and me. I didn't care about her. <laughs> Try, yeah. this is always, like, we split the money, it's going to be great. And he, he just is just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. No, I will say, like, I always appreciate it when movies do something that has always, like, been in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what if kind of scenarios, mm-hmm. like, things you wouldn't actually do. Yeah. But, like, so they've got the, um, I don't know what you call them, like, the car planks or whatever. Y- you know? Yes, yes. And so, like, he backs this truck up, and I've always wondered, I was like, man, what would happen if, like, those were locked in place and the tr- truck backs up? Well, they do it. Yep. Because they just, you know. They get they crunched. just crushed it, crunched in fun ways, and then he basically just backs the entire truck up and it rolls, goes off the cliff. Rolls it over the cliff too. It blows up real good too. Yeah, which he just stands over the cliff and watches it as just fire lights mm-hmm. up his face, and and then he's just like, oh, there's he looks the, over, there's and, the sacks of money. Oh, look, sacks of money, and he just starts walking towards what turns out to be where he was wanting to go the entire time, which is his hometown, mm-hmm. and it's dawn, Christmas Day, and he just starts putting fat stacks of cash into people's mailboxes mm-hmm. and then he goes home and he's just like well you know i guess i never liked christmas maybe i do now big grinning ben affleck <laughs> freeze frame at the end sure yeah the end reindeer games <laughs> yeah that's reindeer games yeah it is so the one note i took i probably should have taken more because this is convoluted as fuck but um the the point early on where Gary Sinise is beating the hell out of Ben Affleck and it's right towards the end of this first scene where he's telling him, you know, 
don't fucking mess with us, where he just leans down, camera, you know, face right in camera, and shouts, don't play no reindeer games with me, which, that's your trailer moment right there. If that's not in the fucking trailer, I don't know who the hell makes trailers right anymore, but there's your there's your peak moment right there, mm-hmm. Gary Sneeze yelling your title. I, I realize we didn't do a good job recapping that. It, it's The movie is incredibly dense with, yes. with plot points. I mean... There is constantly something happening of someone trying to scheme or escape or it's some there are so many plot twists and not really action scenes, but scenes of like suspense and stuff like that. It's just it's really hard to just go point by point and and yeah, document it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to note. Yeah, there are a lot of shots and I don't know who to actually attribute this to, but mm-hmm. it, it reminds me like I feel like De Palma did it a lot first that it's like in the earliest examples i can remember the shots where yeah i know exactly what you've you're got talk about. you've got the like the person super in the forefront and super in the background yeah. and they're both in focus yes i don't i don't remember what that's called it's but... called a split diopter okay uh yeah it was big and blowout yeah um other movies have done it i know star trek the motion picture does it a lot for some weird reason but right. this movie does it a lot yeah and and they look really good yeah i'm just I, i'm i'm i like that yeah i mean it's not something I, i'm glad not everybody does it and it's not a thing that's all that there all the time but it's an interesting visual look mm-hmm. and it kind of set this movie apart from other movie crime thrillers of the late 90s early sure. 2000s yeah yeah um so there's that uh mm-hmm. <sighs> Now, overall, I I'm torn on this movie because I remember like I was actually really kind of liking this movie mm-hmm. and then the end happened and I was like, "No. No. This is so fucking stupid. No. Fuck you. This is the screenwriter. Like this is something he thinks is awesome because like that's a fucking scream 3 ending of like, "No. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking way. No." Like the first two screams make sense. You can when you go back and watch it and be like, "Oh, there were clues." Scream three is fucking stupid and it makes no sense, and there's no way you could guess it. Yep. That doesn't mean make for a good movie. And so this this movie has a scream three fucking ending, and I'm almost gonna say I allow it because so much of this movie is just turn off your brain and let it happen kind of thing. Yeah. But it still pissed me off a little bit. Okay. I, yeah. I I will I remembered the first two plot twists. Like okay. I remembered that. The third one completely lost on me. So like when it happened, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I I still think you should see this movie. I'm trying to determine how much. So go ahead and read it. You want me to read it? Okay. Yeah. So like I said, I saw this in the theater when it came out. That was the theatrical cut. I didn't much care for it, but I was also kind of a douche back then and like the entire dimension films library was always pissing me off. And I feel like I should go back and watch them because they, I feel like I miss them now. Like these are movies that are my jam now. And so I, for whatever reason, thoroughly enjoyed it this time around, like really enjoyed it. Like the, the whole like casino heist part was just fantastic. Like everything about it was just like, this is, this is crazy. This is all fucking crazy. So I, I really, I really like this movie a lot. And so I think on our scale, I'm going to give it four jocks. Mm. I, I, it's a, it's a good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, especially for some reason I'd watched surviving Christmas first. So maybe that helped me a little bit. (laughs) Then coming into this and seeing not Affleck, not grinning the whole time, like an idiot and actually acting. 
I don't know why that's a big deal for me, but I just I like it better when Affleck is just like settle down, just fucking act. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I if I think I would give this movie three jocks. Okay, were enough for the ending. All right, and so therefore I'm going to give it two jocks. <laughs> okay, that's like, fine. I'm sorry, but that that ending <laughs> is just fucking stupid, and it should have it should have panned out in some other way. I I can't tell you what like. Half the time when I have a criticism like that, I tell you the right way to do it. Yeah. But I don't I don't even have one. Like I I don't think it would It's an incredibly Scooby Dooish ending yeah. of just like, no, here's really what happened. It just rip and then, you know. Yeah, I just I don't even know what the right answer is. I don't know if like you just don't reveal that they're not brother and sister until the end, because I don't know if that's enough. I who knows. You I, know, like I The thing for me or, that or you know what I mean, if you want to do something stupid and like <laughs> have them be brother and sister and like some weird incestuous crime duo thing. Like, I mean, that would have been an interesting reveal at the sure. end of like, like she just cozies up to Gary Sinise and Max on him. And it's like, Oh, like that's weird. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, and th- that's it. You know, yeah. it's like, Oh shit. That's, that's bizarre. Not dead guy coming back and yeah. hasn't been in the entire movie. Yeah. I, yes. That just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just don't bring a guy back that was in the movie for like five minutes in the beginning, and then yeah, like he's the fucking mastermind. And especially, like I said, if you think about it, they didn't even need Ben Affleck at I, all. I think the reason I can tolerate it a little bit, maybe more than you can, mm-hmm. is because that Affleck immediately says, "Wait, this doesn't make any sense." Like a million things could have gone wrong, and did. And he's like, "Yeah, but you still got the money." <laughs> so right, but like I said, I mean, if that. <laughs> I know if the like, like if the confusion is is that they actually really do think this guy is Nick, yeah, and then he's got the know-how, then he's essential. But if real Nick knows that his roommate or his soulmate doesn't have any knowledge, and he's the one pulling the strings, why the fuck? I don't know. Like, there's no reason to involve Ben Affleck it at all. It Seems like the only point of any of that making any sense would be so that he gave Ben Affleck just enough knowledge about the safe. So that Dennis Farina would kill everybody else. That seems like the only potential anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to chalk it up to it's the guy that wrote the Transformers fucking okay. sequels. And Let me ask you this: not well thought out. So obviously, three plot twists. That's bad. But what if it, it like? What if it had a fourth? What if? What if at the end there had been one more? <laughs> what like, if Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck like, pulls off a mask and, and it's Charlie's really their own? Santa, <laughs> yes. And he's like flies off on his reindeers after they gore. Everybody with their horns. Or, no, he's really Santa, and this is how Santa gets his money for next year's mm. Christmas haul. <laughs> he sets about this really convoluted scheme to get a bunch of money, and then takes it all back home, pays the elves. <laughs> the dwarves, you mean? That would be the other plot twist, is that they're actually dwarves. <laughs> he shuts up, and they're like, we've been wrong all along. They really were dwarves. Clarence Williams, with his crazy eyes, had the vision to know I, that yeah. they were really dwarves. I'm thinking if they had just gone into like another 12 minutes, it might have you would have <laughs> thrown some more chocks at it. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know, just throwing it out. Yeah, there. one more twist, and I think I would have been fine with it. Yeah, just it's one of those where it's like one twist. All right, two. Eh, you're pushing it. Three. Oh, come on. Four. Okay, this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's Saturday Night Live. It's just like just keep going with it. It'll it'll come back around to funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that that was. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about this time. Uh, mm-hmm. These movies are 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 dense with stuff in them. Reindeer games more so. Um, so 
I don't know. Are we going to ask for Christmas stories? I don't really want any Christmas stories, do you? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's a weird can to open. I mean, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Do you have any Christmas in July stories? Sure, yeah. Yeah, we do have we have a camp story. It's a little it's a little late. Oh right, we did get another one, didn't we? We sure did. All right, yeah. So Scott from Seattle, formerly of Dallas, has written in with a summer camp story. So I guess we will. Yeah, we'll still entertain these. Why not? So Scott says, I did not attend a summer camp like in the movies, mainly because I lived in Houston, Texas. As you've already explained, why summer camps in the American South are no goes, I'll skip it. However, I did attend several day camps and one overnight camp in the Houston area. The day camps were all located at the Houston Museum of Natural Sciences and were located in the lower levels of the building. They tended to be week-long school day length classes that focused on a few hobbies as a way of learning them. I took classes on magic tricks, movie making, claymation, archaeology, and probably a few I've forgotten since then. Hmm. Man, that sounds great. I want to take an archaeology <laughs> camp. I want to go there. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, I learned some basic magic tricks, how to operate a claymation camera, and so on. The highlight was going to the Yamos... Yamos, is that how you say it? <laughs> Double L-A-M-O-S? Are you talking about Los... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sure. I thought you were saying like Los Alamos, but nope. no, no, that's different. Yeah. Uh, was going to the Yamos River on an, exposi- on an exposition for fossils, where I managed to find a fossilized crab den that was donated to the museum. Sweet. I did not know if it was ever put on display, but the museum guide in charge of the dig was impressed by it. They probably planted that, Scott, for you to find. Also attended four weeks of a summer camp at Rice University that was for learning computer programming skills. I think I did this when I was a kid at some point. I okay. went to some computer thing. Okay. But there were no hijinks, <laughs> obviously. I learned some very entry-level word basic, and I managed to get a C-plus program to exist, although never work. <laughs> I've created a C-plus program. It doesn't do anything, but it, here it is. Uh, at night, when it was cool and dark, we would run around, but during the day, we'd computer program or play games on the PCs there. There was a soccer camp also there, but we never interacted with them. <laughs> The closest thing I had to a camp experience was when I was a Cub Scout and went to the big local gathering, which was located in some woods, and we spent a night or two. It was okay, but it also, f- but it was also in the late fall due to temperatures routinely hitting 100 degrees or more in the summer. Not a lot of amazing, fun camp stories, but I did, lear- I did learn some cool skills. Crash and Burn Scott from Seattle. Hmm. I would totally go to Claymation Camp. I would learn all of those things. Yeah. Like the one thing I remember at the one camp thing we did do was rocketry which we just made rockets and then shot them off well like the little those little like model sds rockets or whatever yeah okay yeah the ones with the weird like engine mm-hmm. rocket booster thing that you would put in it and then hopefully it would, your parachute would deploy and you would get pieces of your rocket back to take home with you yeah usually they ended up in the woods and it was just like yeah well shot a rocket pretty cool I, I want to go to archaeology camp. That sounds like fun. I totally go to archaeology camp, but guess not. So if you've got Christmas camp stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you go to Christmas camp? Yeah. Uh, send them in to bmf at bmfcast.com. Probably not, but if you want to talk about these movies or... Yeah, uh, I just thought about it. We should start Christmas camp. Like, not Christmas themed, but like, we're in the South. You can't go to camps, mm-hmm. but during Christmas break, you totally could. Yep. And that would let parents, like, do all their sneaky shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get all their shopping done. Yeah, that's a good no, idea. No, no, no. Just 
forget Christmas altogether. They oh, can just okay. go on a cruise or whatever. Just oh. like you know, <laughs> I'm saying like on a cruise. <laughs> like, whatever people do, Christmas camp. Come on, get no, on no, the boat. No, like leave the kids behind. Just oh. like they, they go to camp. The parents get to go do whatever. Like oh, I see. oh my god, okay. here we get a week and a half away from the kids. And so <laughs> your Christmas present this year, kids, is that you go to camp. We're going on a cruise. Yeah. Uh, hey. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm just saying, the weather becomes more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, this could all happen. We'd totally do that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, we talked a lot about these movies. So mm-hmm. next week, we will be back with two more Christmas movies. And until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is BAMcast Extra, out. Now it's winter and the snow is piling high. Let's change the holiday vacation far away next Christmas in July. There's nothing there but time, gin tonic and some lime, next Christmas in July. Our blues are on the run, we're soaking up the sun, next Christmas in July.